Packers fall 31 to 26 in another heartbreaking NFC championship loss. Welcome to Underage Packers, the final game review of the year. I thought we'd have uh, one more of these to go, but here is how the season ends. Joining me, I'm one of your co-hosts, Joey, uh, but joining me is, as always, Big B. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing today, but what's up? Um, depression. That indeed. Um, Look, I don't know how long we're going to spend talking about the actual game because uh, it's all played in our minds 3,000 times since Sunday, but... Uh, we'll talk about some of the performances and uh, the next step for the Green Bay Packers, for underage Packers, and all of that uh, not-so-good stuff, I guess. All right, um, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about legacy um, of the Green Bay Packers and how this loss plays into that. I said all week last week this game might be more important five years from now than it is now, than we think it is now especially if they lose, they lost. And the most frustrating thing about this is for the past 10 years, it goes down as the same way it did in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2019. It goes down as a playoff loss. We've played some great football in the past 10 years, but it goes down as a playoff loss. There's no NFC titles. There's no Super Bowl titles. It's, the other thing about this year is that there's no excuse. There In 2014, 16, 19, 19, we didn't deserve to be there. But there was always, um, oh, capers. Oh, it's, you know, McCarthy doesn't deserve to be there. Oh, Thompson has done an awful job this year. Uh, you know, we have no defense. We have no running game. This year, they were all there. Sure, you can say what you want about Mike Pettin, but his defense got three turnovers. Is this not what we've been waiting for for the past 10 years? A playoff game at home? The defense getting turnovers? Like, is this not what we've been waiting for? And it still ends the same way as it had. I don't know what to do anymore. Like, what are we, like, how are we supposed to, what are we supposed to do now? It's like, like that thing I mentioned, like how am I supposed to look at it? like this is gonna sound so much entitled time? Like, but I'm like, what has this team done in the past 10 years? Lost in the conference championship game appearances. And that's why we've played so many great football games. But no matter like there's nothing to show for it. Besides NFC North titles. So the Vikings, Bears, you suck. Lions, who cares about them? Yeah. Um, it's really sad. Um, but, Big B, what are your uh, – I guess we'll talk a little bit about the game, but what are your gut thoughts on kind of uh, how much this game means in the grand scheme of things? Man, I I thought I thought this was going to be that game that we won easily, easily. Mm-hmm. Going to be one of those important games in Packers history. Yes, big games that we remember forever. But then no, so it's. I don't, even, I don't even know if I answered the question, but that's that's. Right. that's um, it yeah. felt, you know, it, it, that's exactly what I felt during the whole game. During before it was, this is going to be a game we remember for the rest of our lives. Is this going to be? Um, you know, especially you and me, we, I don't know what we are doing doing the 2010 championship game, but 
we've watched so many Packers Conference Championship games, and it felt so many times throughout this. I mean, they're coming, they're making almost a comeback from 18 points. They're one drive away from it. We need a big play. Here comes Adrian Amos, who has had a seller season getting the interception. They don't do anything with it. Okay, defense, it's your turn again. Another interception from Jair Alexander. The offense, here you go. You're down by one possession. Doesn't do anything with it. The stronghold of this season, the offense says nothing given their opportunities. And I know Rick Wagner wasn't doing his best. But I'm sorry, but when you're you – can't, you can't do that in the conference championship game. Or else you're going to lose. And we did. You get away from the run game. And there, there's just so much to unpack here. Um, man, I guess let's start off with Matt LaFleur in this game. He's had, uh, two great seasons, 26 and six. Can't thank him enough for that. But the stage has been too big for him. The stage light, the lights have been too bright for him sometimes. And that's kind of the hit you take with the second year hiring a rookie head coach he has he has to have time to develop but then you have that dynamic how much more time does he have to develop when Aaron Rodgers is on the field you know we can't be wasting conference championship games because we have a young head coach because when Aaron Rodgers on the field his play calling decisions in this game were questionable um his decision making was questionable Got out coached again. We were playing from behind the whole game, and the decision uh, to get away from the run game. And I mentioned this in my shorter recap, dude. You that has happened way too many times where you abandon the game plan, and pretty much all of our six losses in the past few years seven, if you caught uh, eight, if you're counting the playoffs. Every single time it feels like we're getting away from the running game. We're getting away from the game plan. And we're just trying to find the miracle. It happened in Philly last year. Uh, San Diego, I don't know what in the world happened there. Uh, San Francisco, I I mean, obviously, uh, both times. Indy this year. Minnesota this year. That can't keep happening. That can't be a problem of yours that... Uh, you get frustrated and you throw out the game plan, you know, that it's not a good look. Um, the decision to kick a field goal is a peculiar one because no matter what happens on that play, you have to get a defensive stop. I love the opportunity to have Aaron Rodgers uh, get the ball back with a minute 30 with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. All he has to do is score. I love that opportunity. I love that how that looks. But we saw what happens when you put it in the hands of the the referees and Kevin King. We saw what happened. So no matter what, if you if you go for it and you get it, then you have to get a you, you have to get the two point conversion. If you don't get that, you have to get the defense stop. Either way, you have to get the defense stop with two minutes left. Uh, you don't get that two point conversion. Shoot, you have to do the same exact thing: get the ball back and score a touchdown. If you kick the field goal, sure, you, you know. Like, but I just don't understand when you have the MVP. I, you know, I I would love to see what's different. Uh, if Aaron gains two yards on that third down, 
does he still go with that same decision? Bigby, what did you think of uh, the field goal kick decision? Um, I really didn't think much of it in the moment, mm-hmm. but looking back at it, I thought it was smart because we'd just have to get a defensive stop anyway, no matter what happens. It really feels like, yeah. So take three, make it look closer at the end of the day sure. if we didn't get a defensive stop. So, yeah, it's and. You know, if that penalty doesn't get called on Kevin King, then who knows what we're talking about today, you know? But I'm not going to sit here and blame it totally on that penalty. But that was absolutely bullcrap that you don't call that the whole entire game. You let the Buccaneers get an interception on it. That results in seven points. You don't call that the whole entire second half. And then you call it on Kevin King on the final drive. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, uh, let them play. Be consistent with it. If you're not going to call it all game, don't call it all game. You know? That, that, uh, so stupid. Um, Inconsistent, you know, the, the penalty. I mean, all season, Aaron Jones has been getting face masks. Uh, on that Tom Brady, on the third and eight, that Tom Brady air balls. Well, Kevin King didn't have to hold him. Apparently, he didn't have, you know, Kevin King could have ran backwards two yards and he wouldn't have caught that. You know, so want to be a conference championship game with the Packers without plenty of should have, would have, and could have. Um, and here we are. Okay, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers now. The GOAT. The GOAT. Look, I'll say this. I'm a, I'm a Packers fan before I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. Some sure. people seem to be the opposite way around. Here's the thing. I, I find it very hard to say that this was a year where Aaron Rodgers' talent was wasted playing on the Green Bay Packers. Sure, there are some other years where you can say they did not make the right moves. They did not put a good enough team around them. Sure, there are some years in the past you can say that just like any other franchise quarterback because it's really hard to build a Super Bowl team, believe it or not. And so the the big discussion is, like I said earlier, this is what he's been wanting since 2016, a conference championship game at home, a game where he has the opportunity. The defense holds the offense. You know, it wasn't their best showing, but they get turnovers, you know, and he isn't able to capitalize off of it. So, no, I don't feel bad for Aaron Rodgers that he had to play for the Packers. <laughs> as crazy at that as that sound. Um, Baby, what do you think of the, the people saying we wasted Aaron Rodgers this year? And what do you think of his overall performance on Sunday? Well, I feel like the haters say that we waste Aaron Rodgers' season every year. So, you know, I don't – I just – ignore it and hopefully they shut up here soon yeah but we didn't i don't think we wasted it i mean that this was a pretty damn good year broke Mm -hmm. a ton of records had some fun you know yeah i think it will take me a while to appreciate this season because i'm in that same mindset i was at the start of this episode of who cares about it no nfc title no super bowl but i think you know a few months from now time to recover I'll appreciate all the things that happened this season because it was it was fantastic. 
Uh, and that that makes it hurt even more. But yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, Aaron, I I thought he played pretty good. Those two drives where uh, the two drives coming back from eighteen points, we should have finished it off. Those two drives where he scored was absolutely crazy. I mean, his pass to Alan Lazard to get away from the defenders, man, it hurts. Uh, that he, you know, we couldn't finish it off. But and it's kind of crazy just looking back at the season. We'll have plenty of time in the offseason to review his great season. But in 2018, 2019, we saw a totally different player this year. He wasn't overthrowing halfback screens. You know, he was still maybe off with Aaron Jones. He wasn't taking the deep shot all the time. He wasn't overthrowing balls all the time. So it's incredible how he can, like, he flicked a switch in his head this year. Um, They did not waste his talent. They did not. Uh, drafting for the future was not uh, not wanting to go to a Super Bowl. Okay, that's a stupid idea as well. Not uh, abandoning the run game, however, we have plenty of time, is uh, pretty stupid. Uh, and acting like you don't want to go to the Super Bowl. The Packers had three turnovers and generated six points off of it. You know, I don't. Uh, another thing about Matt Lafleur's decision going for two earlier in the game, the one that was dropped by EQ, sure, he should have had that. But why go for two then? I mean, with that, when you know the Buccaneers are probably going to score at least a field goal again, why go for it then? You know, it it's just really frustrating. Um, yeah, especially when he drops it, too. Yeah, you know, if he ca- catches it, I'd probably be, have different thoughts about it. But yeah. I don't understand it. Um, it, it was amazing how they um, – I mean, like this was looking like it could quickly turn into week six again. Uh, down 28 to 10 at some point. I I mean, yeah, after the Aaron Jones tumble and they score on a play action, Adrian Amos gets uh, completely tricked. It's like, shoot, we might go down 38 to 10. But uh, they made a valiant effort on offense. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mike Pettin. Let's talk about him. Our good buddy Mike. Oh, man. Look, the Kevin, the the touchdown before half. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Mike? Kevin Keen on the Madden Legend Scotty Miller. Anybody who has ever played the Madden trial knows Scotty Miller is the fastest man ever born. And you put Kevin Keen on him on single coverage when they have no timeouts. What in the world, Mike Pettin? What were you <laughs> be interested to hear you during the Kevin Keen let up touchdown? I was just shocked. Mm-hmm. I was just standing there, just like wondering what the hell are we doing? Yeah. What's what why why? It's a conference championship game. And it's like you don't play off either. Like yeah. you don't you won't go like in a Hail Mary situation. Like, they brought, like, four, and then they had the two linebackers down there. I could call a better play in Madden. Like, dude, literally go with the coach suggestions, Mike. Dude, it's unbelievable. And, uh, like, you you don't 
let up that touchdown. Wow, simple as that is. You don't, um, you know, you don't throw that interception. The holding gets called there. You don't have Devontae drop that earlier in the game. You don't have Will Redmond drop that interception on third down. There's so many times where they left points on the board, and they left so many points on the board against L.A. You cannot do that against a competent offense. You can't not do that against a multidimensional offense. Like, really? Unbelievable, Mike. Um, we'll talk. Should Mike Pettin be gone? Uh, I'll, 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 let me hear your thoughts first, Big P. He's he's not gone. I don't, I don't think he Pretty is. Though. I, I, I don't think he's going to leave. I would agree with that. I don't think he will. But should he? Should he? Yeah, he should be gone. Yes. And that's where it's a really peculiar, bizarre situation of not having an experienced staff, but having a 38-year-old quarterback whose time is expiring, and you just drafted his replacement. That's where it's really hard. Because, you know, what if you fire Mike Pennon and you bring in some Joe Schmo guy, and – uh your defense is possibly even worse than before. Like, you know, but I would say it can't get worse, but it could. You know, we've had 17th, 15th, and 16th, somewhere around that range for all three years of Mike Pettin. Like, that, that's where I will say you cannot have that defense behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's where, I, that's where I, I draw the line. Should he be gone? Absolutely. Willie, I tend to doubt it. I tend to doubt it. I don't know what he's like. I don't know what his relationship is like with Matt LaFleur. Um, but, you know, the one thing is Matt LaFleur didn't bring him. Uh, bring Mike Pettin in. So I could see him having a guy that he likes and bring him in here. But I guess that that's the game. That's the game. That's what it means in Packers history. We are now in the offseason season. Um, plenty of time to get all Madden franchise and see how many Super Bowls he can win in the next five years. Yeah. Um, we have Corey Lindsley, Aaron Jones, Kevin Keene, Jamal Williams on the line. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, you think he's uh he gets a uh, contract extension? You know. God, I hope so. I'm fe- I'm feeling good after after that game though. I th- I think. Uh, it, that's kind of an ideal situation, that game right there, that um, this offense can function without Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams. Look, you know, if that was Jamal Williams there on that, he carry his, one of his strengths is ball carrying, one of his, his ball security. Does he fumble those two times? You know? He hasn't fumbled in his career yet, so. Uh, yep. On 600-plus carries. Yeah. So, uh, Jamal, that's your ideal game. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure he wants to be a Packer. I'm sure he would love to um, stay there uh, with A.J. Dillon. Going yep. to be an interesting offseason. Um, Big B, I'm certainly going to miss previewing and recapping games with you every week. Yep. And it's uh, crazy to think how long we've really been doing this. Like – September, almost a year, two months from now, or actually, it might actually be exactly three months 
because it's January 26th. I don't know the day the day before the draft was when we put our first episode out. Um, and it really does just yeah. feel like yesterday when we were getting ready for that first game. It feels like yesterday when we were doing our top three training camp standouts. Um, missed. I missed I missed that summer. Yeah, that training camp was a wild time. We had no idea what's coming. And, like, even then, in July, like, the NFL is so precious to me. Like, in July, I was thinking, man, we're too close to the season. It's going to go by too quick. I wouldn't mind taking a step back now. Like, when we were in training camp, I was like, man, it's already going by too quick. And, uh, uh, like Aaron said, I'll always be thankful for the season. Yep. The pleasure to recap talk about football with you big b this year get back at you we'll uh we won't be going anywhere we'll uh obviously be taking uh you know it's been a long few months here at underage backers this season so we'll obviously not as many episodes but we'll have free agency covered for you we'll have the draft we'll have probably some more episodes in the coming weeks just recapping the great season and all of that once we can recover and wash this game from our memory. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and subscribe on our YouTube. Oh, another thing. Thanks for all the support this year. I mean, I never thought so many people would care what we had to say about the Green Bay Packers. It was a pleasure to be here for you all this season. I hope next season is even better. Thanks, everybody, for watching. And as always, Go Pack Go! Thank you.